there is literally a warning label on this book. But whenever I encourage people to go deeper with the Holy Spirit, I tell them, you know, you're going to be praying a very dangerous prayer. And we kind of took that theme with the whole book because at the end of every chapter, there's something called a dangerous prayer. And I wrote that prayer uh, that you can say, and it's kind of like, say this at your own risk. Because really being full of the Holy Spirit is about surrender. And that's really what God's looking for. And you, and I, I also tell people, you cannot be full of the Holy Spirit if you're full of yourself. And so praying those dangerous prayers is a way to surrender your life and let God fill those places maybe that you were in trouble before. Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I am honored to introduce author, preacher, and my good friend, Lee Grady. Lee, how are you today? Hey, it's great to be with you, Taylor. It's great to have you on the show today. I love I love anytime we get a guest in the studio, and especially someone who's a family friend like you are. So And somebody who worked here at Charisma for 18 years. <laughs> yeah, you are the director of the Mordecai Project, and before that, you were the editor here at Charisma until about 2010, right? Exactly. I started in started here in 92 and then eventually worked my way up into that editor slot, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you got so you got some history with the company here. Well, people people may recognize your name. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. And you're the author of a brand new book, Set My Heart on Fire. So I'm I'm really curious what inspired you to write this book. Yeah. Well, it kind of you have to understand uh what makes me tick, Taylor, because mm. You know, the whole reason why I ever showed up here uh, to work at Charisma Magazine is because I had an experience with the Holy Spirit back when I was a teenager. Actually, I was 18 years old. This was a long, long time ago, uh, back in the 1970s. And I had an experience that uh, you would call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That was a term that I didn't know anything about when I was 18. I was raised in a very traditional church where you didn't hear about that. But uh, somebody shared with me about this experience, and then they gave me a book to read about that experience, and it was through talking to that person and reading that book that I ended up having this dramatic encounter with God, which completely changed my life. I mean, if you look at my life that particular day, September 5th, 1976, is circled in red, and pretty much everything revolves around it. So my encounter with the Holy Spirit completely revolutionized my life. And when I was praying recently about my next book, I really, really had this strong desire to write something that would help people, especially people who were like me back in those days, 18 years old, 19, 22, Something that would help them to understand uh, what this is all about, because I think a lot of people today are very confused about the Holy Spirit. So it's out now, and some of some of the first readers of the book are people that age, and it's been fun to watch them respond and and uh, see them grow in their faith and have that same experience that I did. But that's that's basically why I wrote the book because I want everybody to understand what it means 
to walk with the Holy Spirit and to know Him and to be full of His power. I know. When I, when I got a copy of the book, one of the things that first jumped out at me was there's a disclaimer on the back, a warning. If you'll allow me to read it here. Uh, it says, reading this book, saying the dangerous prayers in this book, and acting on the recommendations prescribed in this book could have serious, co- severe consequences for you and the people around you. Asking the Holy Spirit to ignite a spiritual fire in your life can have serious side effects. The Holy Spirit has been known to, one, confront sinful habits, two, disrupt normal routines, three, challenge personal comforts, four, redirect careers, five, reconcile broken relationships, six, transform timid people into bold preachers, and seven, send normal, shy people to foreign countries as bold missionaries. Please count the cost first before reading. And I just think that's a really cool way to kind of like let people know what this book's going to be all about. Yeah, you know, when I finished writing the book, I asked Marcos, who's the marketing director, I said, is it is it possible that we could put a warning label on the back of the book? And I said, it can be in fine print. It's okay, because I always tell people you need to read the fine print of the gospel. And he was agree- he agreed that that would be okay. And so there is literally a warning label on this book. But Whenever I encourage people to go deeper with the Holy Spirit, I tell them, you know, you're going to be praying a very dangerous prayer. And we kind of took that theme with the whole book because at the end of every chapter, there's something called a dangerous prayer. Mm. And I wrote that prayer uh, that you can say, and it's kind of like, say this at your own risk. (laughs) Because really being full of the Holy Spirit is about surrender, and that's really what God's looking for. And you, and I, I also tell people, you cannot be full of the Holy Spirit if you're full of yourself. And so praying those dangerous prayers is a way to surrender your life and let God fill those places maybe that you were controlling before. <laughs> you were saying there's things that a lot of the average believers maybe don't know about the Holy Spirit. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I think today, you know, most Christians have a very vague concept of what it means to worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, we hear that word Trinity. We talk about God being three in one. But what does that really mean? And, uh, you know, I know that I, as a young person, I struggled with that concept. How can God be three, but he's one? Mm-hmm. And, and who is this God that we worship? And so in the book, I, I go into the detail of that and helping people to understand that the God that we serve is Father. He's also the Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who the Father sent to redeem us, to save us from our sins. And he is also the Holy Spirit who he sent to dwell in us. And he's three and he's one. And the Holy Spirit is not a cosmic force like Star Wars. He's not this nebulous ball of energy. The Holy Spirit is God, but he lives inside of us, and he has very specific role and very specific things that he does. And we really can't know God in fullness if we don't understand who the Holy Spirit is. Yeah, you mentioned the role of the Holy Spirit, and I think in one of the most interesting parts of the book, you talk about the idea of the sevenfold spirit or the seven roles of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of explain that for listeners? Yeah, you know, there's a couple of places in Scripture where it actually talks about the sevenfold spirit of God, hmm. and, you know, that can really throw you because you're like, okay, God's three in one, and now he's seven? <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's not to say there's seven Holy Spirits. I think... 
uh, in Revelation, and there's another place in Isaiah where that number is mentioned. And I think part of that is telling us that the Holy Spirit, because the number seven is the number of fullness, completion. And it's like the Holy Spirit is everything you need. <clears throat> he, he comes to you at every level, and he does everything you need for him to do. Uh, and you can know him in that, in that depth. You don't just have to know him in one dimension. But I go into, in, the, in one chapter of the book, um, giving seven different things that the Holy Spirit does do for us. Because I think sometimes Christians limit who he is. Uh, you know, a lot of us, maybe people listening to this podcast, would call themselves either charismatic or Pentecostal or spirit-filled. But we kind of limit that to that means you get the power and you can lay hands on people and they're healed and you can and you can cast demons out. And that is certainly something that the Holy Spirit does. He empowers us. But I don't think we should limit him to that. So, you know, number one, the Holy Spirit is our regenerator. He's actually the one who causes us to be born again. You and I would not be sitting here, we'd not be Christians if it were not for the indwelling Holy Spirit. He's also our comforter. He's the one who lives inside of us and ministers to us in a very, very personal way when we're going through life. And that's especially helpful when we're going through hard times, mm -hmm. that we have the Holy Spirit with us th through thick and thin and through the worst parts of life. Uh, that's very, very special for us to know. Of course, he's our empowerer. He's also uh, the one who guides us. And I go into a lot about how God speaks to us and how he how the Holy Spirit uh, ministers to us and guides us, uh, gives us direction. That's something I find a lot of people want to know about. How do you hear the voice of God? Yeah. Well, you can't really know that un until you know the Holy Spirit and you learn to discern his voice. So in the book, I go through all those different roles. And, and I just make the point that the Holy Spirit is everything you need. Now, you talked about how the Spirit can help lead us through difficult times in life. And I know in a lot of different ways, 2016 has been a, a very crazy year for many people. And I think that there's so many things, I mean, I can even attest to, there's so many things that threaten to distract me from my walk with God or from focusing on the things of heaven, because the things of earth just seem so much more pressing or immediate in the moment. Hmm. How can... How can we be sure to walk alongside the Holy Spirit in our day-to-day -day life, even when there's the threat of distraction? Hmm. Yeah, uh, you talk about 2016. I was I was thinking maybe I need to get a T-shirt that said "I survived <laughs> 2016." It's been a pretty crazy year for all of us, but uh, you know the Holy Spirit transcends all that, and He walks through us. He walks with us through hard times. He He walks with us through dry times. And we have to know that he's there, and we have to know how he works. Uh, because, this, you know, again, some of us think that it's about feelings. We think it's about goosebumps, and we think mm -hmm. it's about, you know, maybe going to church and falling on the floor and feeling God's power all over us. But, you know, you go through times in life when that doesn't happen. So how do you really know that he is there? And that's another thing that the Spirit guides us into, he, the Bible says he guides us into all truth. And his goal is to grow us up into mature believers. That's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. He is our refiner. 
He's the one who changes us. So when we go through hard times, actually God's using those circumstances to make us more like Jesus. And that is a process of the Holy Spirit. He will use the outward circumstances of our lives, the frustrations, the fears, the anxiety, the problems that we face in our family, the financial struggles we go through, the health crisis we're going through, whatever we are facing, if we are trusting in the Holy Spirit and walking with Him, He uses those circumstances to change us into the image of Christ. And that is our goal, is that we're supposed to end up like Him. You know, the Bible compares the Holy Spirit to a fire, and we always think, oh yeah, I want the fire of God. And we think that's all about power. But actually the fire of God is sent to burn the stuff, burn the junk out of your life. And so when you're going through those rough times, that's what he's doing. And that's when we have to keep our hands up, surrender, and let him finish the work that he started. You were talking about at the beginning your own testimony and how the Holy Spirit radically changed your life. Do you have any examples you could give of times when the Holy Spirit was really refining something in your life? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I go through a lot of that in the book, and I gave one example of uh, back in 1998 when I was here in this building uh, doing my job as editor of Charisma Magazine, and I, was, I, I compared myself to Clark Kent back in those days because I just thought of myself as a journalist. This is what I do. This is my identity. But, you know, sometimes God does not let you stay where you are. Mm-hmm. He... He wants to grow us up, and he may have bigger plans than maybe what we thought. And he also requires us to get out of our comfort zones. So in 1998, God began to deal with me and call me out of my comfort zone. And he began to show me that he wanted me to do ministry, that he was calling me to preach. He was calling me to travel and preach. That was not what I had on my agenda at all. I thought I was just going to sit in this building for the rest of my life and sit at a desk and write articles, much like you do, Taylor. And <laughs> uh, I host podcasts, too. Yeah. Got, it's multi Yeah, that wasn't part of my job description. <laughs> we didn't have podcasts back then. But God really challenged me. And I, ha- I went through what I call a wrestling match with God because I was resisting. And so it took a while. But I ended up having to pray a very dangerous prayer, which is also included in this book, which was basically, here am I, Lord, send me. And I prayed that dangerous prayer. Since I prayed that prayer, I've preached in 30 countries. Wow. Uh, That's why I say you should be careful when you (laughs) pray dangerous prayers, because God really has a plan. And uh, I didn't know that would happen. I really didn't know where it was going to go. But I surrendered my comfort zone. I told God I would do whatever he required of me, even though I'm kicking and screaming and going, I don't really feel equipped or gifted or comfortable preaching behind a pulpit. But the Lord has done that, and he's used me all over the world now, and that's what I do, and I love it. Uh, And I won't be surprised if he calls me to pray another dangerous prayer at some point and go to the next level. That's what walking with God is an adventure. And I think, you know, if you really want to be full of the Holy Spirit. If you want the Spirit-filled life, you have to be willing to step out of your comfortable place and let God take you where He wants. Mm. I think that's I think that's really wise of just like we need to be willing to step out of our comfort zone in that. And of course, to do that, as you were talking about, you have to be able to be sensitive to the Spirit's voice. Mm. You said you get a lot of questions about 
how do I know if the spirit is telling me something? Right. Can you can you address that a little bit of what what would you recommend to someone if they're struggling right now with I feel like the spirit might be telling me something but I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I talk in the book about four different ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to us or how God guides us. And, uh, you know, those are some very practical things that you can read about. But one of the things I would say is if you really want to hear from God, the number one prerequisite is that you have to be surrendered. Because if you're not surrendered, you're going to hear what you want to hear. If you're not surrendered, your own will is going to lead you uh, more than you realize. And some, and some people who they're not surrendered, they think they're hearing God, and what they're really hearing is their own their own desires. So that's like a given at the beginning. But then I just share with people that, you know, there's four basic ways God speaks. Number one, he speaks through the Bible. And I have a lot of people come to me and say, yeah, I, wanna, I want God to speak to me, and I don't feel like he's ever speaking to me. And I go, well, do you read the Bible? And they're like, well, no, it's sitting on my shelf, and I haven't really cracked it open in the last two months. <laughs> okay, well, this is God's love letter to you, and you haven't even taken the time to read it, and that is the primary primary way that he speaks. And he wants you to know his word because that's how you understand how he speaks. Uh, number two is he does speak by his spirit. He can speak to your spirit. We call it the still, small voice. There's there's a knowing, there's a sense of hearing God's voice, and we, as we grow in Christ, we learn to discern that. Number three, he speaks through other people. He might speak through your mother. He might speak through your pastor in a sermon. He might speak through your mentor. He might even speak through some guy off the street. But if it's God, you'll know that he was using that circumstance. But he puts people in our life, and when we're in the church— we need to learn to cherish those relationships because God uses, he uses us in each other's lives, and that's kind of how we grow as well. And then uh, finally, he can speak through circumstances, and that's, you know, say maybe you're praying about a particular job opportunity, and then all of a sudden a different job opens up that you didn't know about, and then you realize that was God's answer. So he can speak like that too. So I just I give those people guidelines. Those are guidelines for hearing God, but the number one requirement is you got to be surrendered. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing about that. And if people want to hear more about the Holy Spirit and read more from you, where can they find your book? Uh, the book's going to be in bookstores, Christian bookstores all over the country. You can also get it off of ChristianBook.com or Amazon.com or charismabooks.com, or you can uh, go to my uh, blog that's published by Charisma, Fire in My Bones. They can read that as well, and some of the stuff that we're talking about in the book is also there. So, uh, But the book is now out, and it's it's available, and uh, you can order it online or get it at your bookstore. That's awesome. The book is Set My Heart on Fire by Lee Grady. Lee, would you mind closing us out in prayer today? I'd be happy to. It's been good to be with you. It's been great to have you on. Father, we thank you today that there is hunger stirring in our country for you. And we thank you that there are more and more people today who they're reaching a point in their life that they realize that they need more of the Holy Spirit's power. And Lord, we know that your ultimate goal is for this nation to be uh, full of the Spirit. And Lord, that you, we desire to see you send 
a powerful spiritual awakening to America. But we know that's going to happen through the Holy Spirit. So I pray that everyone who's listening, Lord, that we would all surrender to you and that, Lord, any place that's full of ourselves, of our own opinions, of our own desires, of our own sin, of our own willfulness, we pray that we would empty ourselves of that and that we ask you to fill us afresh with the power of your Spirit, Lord. And we want to see a, a, a fresh wind of your Spirit visit our nation, and we pray for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Lee Grady on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. As part of the release for his newest book entitled God is Good, Pastor Bill Johnson is thrilled to offer you a free gift, a special message about how a deep understanding of God's goodness can transform your entire life and bring heaven to earth. What you believe about God's nature defines your reality and determines your destiny. To claim this life-changing free download, simply visit www.godisgoodbook.com and click Get the Free Message. Just visit www.godisgoodbook.com and click Get the Free Message to get your free gift from Bill Johnson. This is a limited time offer, so get yours today. Go to godisgoodbook.com, click Get the Free Message, and enjoy this free download from Pastor Bill Johnson. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. <laughs>